Welcome to Get Motivated with Donato Parisi, a show designed to reach you where you are, focusing on the fact that you can be anything you want and desire. All you have to do is get motivated. If you need a challenge in your life, then look no further. Get Motivated with Donato begins now. All right. Hey, welcome everyone to Get Motivated here with your host, Pastor Donato. Um, today we've got a special guest with us, Dr. Glenn Allen, who's also a fellow pastor and, uh, just want to welcome him. Come on in. <laughs> Greetings, everyone. I am Apostle Dr. Glenn Allen, all the way from St. Louis, Missouri with Dr. Donato. Amen. Ready, ready to roll, ready to roll. Greetings. Right. everyone. Yeah. So. Glad to have you on the show here. Um, you know, we just got done with a, a book here, Coach Doctors. Ooh. And uh, excellent book. I encourage everyone to go out and get that. Um, I'm sure we'll have some descriptions below that that'll uh, that you can, can see that and, and get your copy today. But uh, we were both in that book together and, uh, you know, it was it was such an interesting book. It's really a workbook. I it should is. clarify that because um, it teaches you some good fundamentals wherever you're at in life. And each one of us authors has you know a different take, a different perspective on things. And and today you know uh, Dr. Glenn Allen here that's with us um, actually took the time to talk about preparing for the ministry. And, and how that is, you know, for each and every one of us, really. But before we get into that too far, uh, Glenn, I want to ask you here a question, just a little icebreaker. Yes, if you sir. could meet anybody past or present, who would it be? Oh, wow. Man, if I could meet anybody past or present, it would definitely be uh, past and it would be all of the disciples the first 12 uh, it would be all of the disciples uh, uh peter thomas everybody i would like to meet everybody just yeah. to just to share with them you know the experience of uh being taught by the master and and just yeah. And and then then to to go through the the uh, the 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 transition of him uh, coming in as servant and then offering himself and then to see him suffer and die only to see him rise again. <coughs> I, I like to hear from. I have a thousand questions from all of them. Yeah. All of them. Yeah, Downing Thomas, he gets kind of a bum rap, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he does. He does. But hey, it's a lot of Downing Thomas. Right. We, we we don't believe it until we see it. You know, and I, in yep. Missouri, they call this the show me state. You know, we <laughs> hey, if we don't see you can't show me, then we ain't gonna believe it. So <laughs> yeah, I, I can I can kind of rock with Downing Thomas for a minute, you know, but yep. you know, yeah, I, he after, was realist, right? <laughs> yeah, he was real. He was real, but after after you know having uh, going through and witness, even after the resurrection, he acknowledged my Lord and my God. 
because you have right. to be God to do something as amazing as Jesus did for us. Amen. Well, that's awesome. That's 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 quite a different perspective there, and and it's not just anyone, right? It's the collective yes, disciples. Sir. Yes, sir. Cool. yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I think about the uh, Peter, you know, and mm -hmm. um, powerful fisherman. And, you know, when, when Jesus was alive, you know, he's chopping on folks' ear and standing, defending the man <laughs> of God. But when he was killed, denied him three times. Three times. But then again, that same Peter, after the resurrection, went about with no shame or fear teaching and preaching the gospel, yeah. you know, and it had to be amazing to see his Lord resurrected and alive. And, and I, and that's why I say, I like to see all of them because at that point, after the resurrection, nothing else mattered. You know, they were willing to die because what they, who they followed and what they believed had uh, shown them that every, every word, you know, everything was just as he said. And to to be eyewitnesses of that, you know. And when you look at their lives, you know, after the resurrection, it, it didn't matter. They didn't care if they would be uh, boiled in water. They didn't care if they would be fed the lions. They didn't care if they would be hung upside down. It didn't matter now because they knew that my Lord and Savior has conquered death. So what yep. about here? <clears throat> well, that's kind of like the attitude Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had too, right? Oh, They're like, nevertheless, you know, hey, yeah. my God will save me. Throw me in the fire. But if he you don't. Know, that's right. And even if, if he, he don't, don't. He's still yep. God. <laughs> yep. And we're not going to bow down. <laughs> so that's awesome, man. Hey, uh, why don't you also give us a little bit more backstory of like who you are, how you got here, you know, that kind of thing. Let let the people know more about you. Yes, sir. I, I was uh, brought up in church. My mom was a powerful woman of God, an evangelist. And I, I uh, committed to Christ at an early age, at the age of 14, at the age of 14. And, you know, I was a high school dropout, uh, you know, a pothead and did all that crazy stuff. And uh, the Lord began to deal with me. So I, I went, I got baptized in the name of the Lord. I got filled with the Holy Ghost, you know, and I, I, I was running for God, but then I, I started hanging back with my old friends. So, you know, I kind of collapsed for a minute, amen. But uh, I started early, you know, and kind of transitioned back and forth, but God never let me go. And, um, I was in and out of church, but God would build ministry in me. I, and in the church, I didn't know what to do with myself. I didn't know, um, you know, what am I here for? What am I doing? Okay. I'm saved. Now what? And these were the questions that I had, you know, but, uh, they would say, well, you know, just pray, ask God, you know, your purpose. And, you know, and I did those different things, but let me tell you something. If, if you're not obedient to the cause or, or, or to the faith, you, you'll find yourself going the opposite direction. And, and although I heard in the Bible, said faith come by hearing, hearing by the word of God, you know, I, I heard the word of God, but I also was hearing outsiders. 
So when I think about uh, the scripture, when Paul said, come from among them and be ye separate, said the Lord, you know, he means just that. Because when when we try, especially when you're young in this thing, you can't mm. go on this side and still trying to maintain a status, you know, on God's side. Because eventually you're going to be led away. And, and a lot of folks you say, well, you know, brother, how could we win people to Christ? You know, y'all won't go to the bars or you won't go here. You won't go there. You know, the sinners are out here. Y'all need to come where we at. And, and at the same time, that's true. And, you know, evangelism is powerful. We can go outside the church doors and we should. Jesus did it. The apostles did it. But at the same time, we can't allow ourselves uh, to be pulled you know, into that atmosphere of, you know, sin and, 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 and corruption, you know, but we should open our mouths and, and speak and preach the gospel. But, you know, I, I was in this thing, man, and uh, eventually I, I really got my feet planted in this thing, you know, once I turned uh, 30, because from 14 up until 30, you know, I, I was a preacher, you know, but I struggled. You know, I struggled because I I, I was kind of still, uh, what's my street name? Black Ben, and I was still trying to be Glenn, the preacher. So uh, until I buried Black Ben, you know, Glenn, the preacher, really couldn't come out and be who, who God was really molding him and calling him to be. But, you know, when I began to get serious, and don't get me wrong, I was a good preacher, you know, in my 20s. It's just that I, I I I didn't really have control of who I was becoming. You know, I would always kind of drift back to the past of who I used to be. You know, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. All things have to become new. And 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 I was still trying to hang on to old friends and and instead of clinging to my family and God. So when you hang on to old things, eventually those old things will draw you back. And, and I would have this roller coaster effect. You know, I could be up and powerful and then I might have a fall and I would be down. And, and, you know, when, when you end this race, you have to run it. We have mm -hmm. to run our race, but I, I grew and I became powerful after 30, you know, I really saw my purpose, you know, my focus, you know, the effects of the gospel, and, and, and who I was representing, and I was off to the races after that. I've, I've been pastoring a Lighthouse Apostolic Ministry of God Church for the past 23 years. I've been preaching the gospel for 35 years. Wow. And so I love God. I, I've always had a heart and passion for God, but, you know, we have to find ourselves, you know, in, in this thing and, and, and who God is trying to mold us in, into, into being and and the one thing that, that slowed me down was holding on to the past. You know, I could preach to my friends and at the same time, you know, become a reproach to them. Why? Because I would allow them to pull me back in some of the old habits and old ways I used to have. And, and that would cause shipwreck. So at, at one point I had to separate. You know, now as I grew and got stronger, I can call and say, hey, well, we having an old a old meeting, you know, yeah, we can go meet the old fellowship and that's fine, you know, but, 
you know, I'm not going to a bar and meeting fellowship, but we can go out and eat. You know, I might stop by one of their houses. They could even come to mine. But, you know, our Christian values must stand, you know, wherever we at. At home, we know we don't drink and smoke weed and do that anymore. Then they know they can come and visit me anytime they would like. But they understand my Christian standards and, and, and values here at my house. No smoking, no drinking, you know, yeah. whole watch the profanity. So, you know, I, I, I grew and grew and, and God just blessed. And one thing about God, when, when you commit your ways unto him, you know, God does amazing things for us. And some of my friends today, they look at me and some of them look like they're 80 years old, but they look at me and I'm, you know, how do you do this? Well, it's not me that does it. God makes me look good. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> God, there's nothing that I'm doing but being obedient to him. Mm -hmm. okay. I'm going to stop because I can keep going on and on. No, that's, I mean, that's all about the good, clean lemon, right? We, yes, we uh, you know, age gracefully. <laughs> we <laughs> you do. Know? But a lot of what you're talking about, you know, putting away that old man, yeah. you know, that makes sense because until we can get beyond ourselves, God can't operate the way he wants to in our lives. Amen. We got to put that old man behind us and, and, and we got to be that new creation. Right. Yes, sir. And, and that's, that's, you know, no compromise. Like no the scripture compromise. says too, you know, be not ashamed of the gospel. Yes, sir. And it's, and it's all that. So, you know, standing true to your values and your beliefs you know, it's going to take us some time maybe to get there for certain things. Yes, sir. Right? That's kind of what that scripture means when it's talking about from glory to glory. Yes, sir. You know, as we get into the presence of God and, and we embrace that presence, right? We get to know the Father more and, and we get to see his heart. Then we see that image starting to be reflected in yes, us. Sir. And then we move from glory to glory to glory, you know? Amen. And that's that's what it's all about. So I mean, that's what you're talking about right there. Yes, sir. So that's 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 great. All, we all need to hear that, right? Because that's the thing. We need to be motivated. Yes, sir. And and that's that's what this channel specifically is about. So let me ask you that really quick. You know, like what does you know the phrase or the words or whatever you know get motivated mean to you? Get motivated means to me. Let's go. Let's get focused. You know, let's focus. Let's move. Let's 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 get busy. Let's groove on 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 what our purpose, what our calling, or what the cause is. And in our place as pastors, you know, we 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 get motivated. And I think about uh David, you know, uh when uh they came in and they took the wives, took the children. And yeah. and First uh, Samuel, I believe, and 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 David and them came back, and they found their wives gone, their kids gone, and and the Bible went on to say that David encouraged himself, you know, in the Lord, and I believe David had to have a motivational uh, speak, uh, talk to himself, mm -hmm. you know, the thing about man, because the people were mad at David, and they was ready to kill him, <coughs> you know, they were that mad that they they wanted him to die. <laughs> and, and and I believe David, you know, probably sat down and thought about it and began to speak to God. Well, I remember when God delivered me from the uh, the, the 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 paw, the bear, and the lion, and God did this. He helped me kill Goliath. And man, 
you know, I believe he began, began to motivate himself. Man, you know what? The, the same God that helped me uh, pass the barren, pass the lion, pass the lion. I believe, you know, if I ask God, Lord, should I pursue? Uh, what can I do? Or what can then I can go back and 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 uh, uh, reconcile this thing and make this thing better. You know, so when when you talk about uh, uh, motivation, you know, let's go, let's go to work, let's get busy. You know, let's stir up the gifts that's in us so we can accomplish, you know, what we're trying to do. Amen. Well, and that's that's really what it's about. I mean, I love the story about David, right? Because so inspirational. Amen. But, you know, like like you just said, we got to stir those gifts up. You know, you talk about a little bit about that in your book. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. let's just I'm going to skip to that part right now because. You know, you say in, in the book, again, your title is Preparing for Ministry. Uh -huh. you, you, you talk about, you know, all of the different like aspects of, of the ministry and how we are called. I think a lot of people don't understand or, or realize as a Christian, we are all called to preach the gospel. That's right. You know, and, and it doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to be in the fivefold ministry or anything right. else, but you have a a plan, a purpose that God has set forth for you to be involved in some way, shape, or form. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, you know, when, when I think about that, you know, I always think about the, the Great Commission and uh, uh, Gospel of Matthew, you know, and, and how Jesus told the disciples, go, you know, into all the land and preach the gospel, you know, to, to every creature, you know, and how when uh, Jesus prayed in, in, in uh, John uh, 17 and verse 20, you know, he said, I'm, I'm not only praying for you, but I'm praying for everybody that will believe on me through your word. So when you look at this, this universal uh, gospel and, and, and for everybody that believe and, and, and teach this gospel, you know, it's not, uh necessarily like you said the fivefold ministry but you know as as disciples of Christ we have to be witnesses and and, and teachers of the, the the gospel message the good news you know so whether you're a male or a female you know whether you're a pulpit preacher or missionary whether you're an evangelist or a doctor or maybe just a usher or a deacon or just a lay person in the church we are still called and commissioned by god to speak the good news wherever we go whoever we meet you know we should be speaking of the good news or the gospel of jesus christ it's the power of God unto salvation. And it's, it's God's will that none perish, but that all will come to repentance and receive this great gospel message. God said in the Old Testament, I take no delight in the death of the wicked. In other words, God said, it don't bring me joy to see my sons and daughters uh, uh, die and become ignorant and separated from who I am, what I've done to bring them back. You know, God said, I don't take no delight in that. It's my will that none perish, but that all would come and, and, and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, so um, that commission, it, it don't you don't have to be a pulpit preacher. 
You know, you don't have to have years and years of, of schooling. You don't have to have a doctorate degree uh, such as I have. You know, when they talked about the disciples, they said that uh, one thing about them, they had been with Jesus. All you need to do is spend some time with Jesus. You know, people may not notice your degrees. They might not uh, notice uh you know, uh, your office of bishop or apostle. They may not notice your office as a pastor or evangelist. But when we uh, when we look at Jesus and we're obedient and we follow him, people going to know, ah, it's something about you. Mm-hmm. It's something about you. And the Bible says, let this mind be in you, which, what? which was also in Christ Jesus. He is our chief example and pattern to follow. You can never go wrong or be unsuccessful by following Jesus. And it it, it kills me that uh, the world has such an attack on the name of Jesus Christ and the the gospel. But, you know, as as uh, disciples of Christ, you know, we 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 have to carry the torch and we got to pass it all through. uh, uh, persecution through obstruction, you know, whatever the enemy throws our way, we can't let this gospel go. We have to preach it. I don't care who mad at you. I don't care who don't like you. You know, uh, it, it don't matter. What matters is that the message gets out. And I, I like what uh, um, John wrote in, in First John, we have handled it. And and the, the word of life. And, and, you know, they spent time with him. It's so important, uh, doctor, that we spend time with Jesus. That mm-hmm. is more important than anything. you got to spend time. We have to be in relationship. Huh? That's right. Well, that's what it's all about. For God so loved the world that he gave his son, right? He, he did it because he had a plan and a purpose like you were talking about. God didn't want anyone to perish. So he brought forth Jesus so we could have a right standing relationship with God and come back to the Father and and start having that relationship and and be in that right standing, right? Fellowship with him. Because that's all God wants. He wants to fellowship with us. That's what he's always wanted. And and that's why Jesus came, you know? And, and the things that he said, the things that he did, he said, I only say and do what I see my father say and do. That's right. Right? I mean, and and then the, the disciples took it from there too, right? They, they saw what Jesus did. They were taught by him. They that's did right. the same things, you know? So that's, that's the thing I like to say too. Like, all right, we become a Christian when we get saved. But after that, we become a disciple because we're slowly learning. That's right. You know, those those things that Jesus taught us, you know, more and more as we read the Bible, you know, it doesn't get stale. It doesn't get old. It's, no, it's not no. a one and done thing. You got to keep reading it because more and more God's going to reveal something to you. Amen. It still happens to me all the time. And I've, <laughs> you know, I've been in the ministry like yourself since I was 17. Yes, sir. You know, so it it, it it always happens. Now, I, I understand you were kind of mentioning, you know, other people in the world. You know, there's there's people out there that they've gotten burned by some kind of church goer or church yes. self. Yes. And, 
you know, they have bad or poor opinions and maybe, maybe they just don't know anything and they just have a, a poor opinion because of something else that, you know, somebody else taught them. Right. Right. But that's the thing, like people, I don't think understand. And, and I think why your book is, or your chapter in the book is really so important preparing us for ministry is that, you know, unless you're some big name, you know, mega preacher, you know, that, that has this mega church, you're not in it for the money. Right. You're in it to serve. And that's, that's what you talk about. You, you, you say that ministry means serve. That's right. And that's what Jesus did. You that's know? what he did. And, and so I want you to talk a little bit more about that because I don't think people really understand, like, we are not in it for the money. We yeah. have a servant's heart. We have God's heart. When it comes to shepherding people, and frankly, there isn't much money to be having it until, like I said, you're in that mega church, you know, facility yeah. or something like that, right? Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about that. That you know, why is ministry? Why does that mean to serve and and things like that? Yes, sir. Well, and once again, you have to look at uh, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You know. Uh, when even from the the very day of his birth, you know, being uh, born, you know, in, in a manger or in a stable, you know, and wrapped in swaddling clothes or just old rags, if you please, you know, and um, the his very uh, uh, appearance, you know, when he came here, you know, was in a low estate, you know, and and then uh as he began to grow and and, and I, I love the story of uh young jesus when he went to the temple and and he's teaching you know the elders and at the same time he's listening also mm -hmm. he's listening also you know but being the son of god it's a lot of um, it's many things that he knew already and something that they didn't know but yet you know he humbled himself and remained in a child's place. And even when 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 his parents called him and 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 scolded him about you know being where he was and at the time and told him, okay, it's time to go, he didn't disobey and say, Well, no, I'm not going nowhere. But yet he humbled himself again and he did exactly what his parents told him to do. And as we you know look further into the life of Jesus, we can see his servant mentality. And he went about, you know, doing the work and the will of God, you know, and, and just serving. So, you know, when, when I say to minister, mean to serve, you know, we, we have to serve. And a lot of times, uh, as you said, the, the big mega churches and, you know, they, they come with an expense and there's, there's money flowing. And sometimes, you know, all of this money and all these other things can distract you from your real uh, purpose, you know, to, to minister is to serve. Is to serve, and when you look at Jesus, you know, uh, when when he uh, fed the five thousand, when the multitudes followed, you know, he he had compassion on them, and and you know, he 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 worked miracles in order to serve who the people. He didn't do it to serve himself, but he was always mindful of serving others, you know, and, yeah. and all of the healing and all, all the things he did, just a servant 
mentality. And, 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 and Paul said he came being in the form of God. He humbled himself, amen, in the form of a servant. You know, and and uh, I think about, you know, some of those disciples that, you know, and the, the zealots and, you know, they thought that, okay, well, this, this is the Messiah. You know, this is who we've been, we've been waiting for. We've been to smack the Romans. We've been to get back up and be strong like in the days of Solomon and David. Yeah, we've been to kick some butt. No, that's mm -hmm. not what he came for. No. He came to serve and he had a purpose. And that purpose was to become an offering and a sacrifice for us. And that 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 didn't click with them. They didn't nope. get that. So to have, you know, to worship him and say, Hosanna, you know, the king, here's the king. And at the same time, scream, crucify him. Because, you know, they, they looked at him as, you know, okay, this is supposed to be the king. But, you know, now, he, you know, he... He, you know, he's this ain't who we looking for. In other words, right. he, you know, he's humbled himself. He's serving, and, and instead of killing Romans, you know, he's he's praying for him. He's healing. He's delivering it, and he's doing all these things opposite. So, you know, if we're going to be effective in ministry today, we have to have that same spirit that Jesus had—the spirit of servanthood. We have to be willing to serve, and I tell a lot of a lot of the preachers that I I, I, I uh, nurture and, and build up. You know, first of all, before you can lead, you have to listen and learn how to follow. Learn how to yeah. follow, and and don't think of yourself as highly as you ought to. As I've been preaching for thirty five years, and I, I still look to grow. I still look to learn. And I tell my wife in the church, even now, sometimes I still get butterflies when I preach because mm -hmm. I, I'm still hungry. I'm still thirsty. I'm still I still want God to, to use me. I want to empty Glenn all the way out. You know, Lord, mm -hmm. let me serve you. Let me serve your people. And a lot of times we look at, you know, the, the mega churches and they look at the money side. But you are you really serving the people of God? You know, God loves his people. And when God build up leaders, he build up character. And, and, and in your character, you have you ought to have servanthood. We got to have a mind to serve. Because if we can't serve the people, you know, what good are we? Yeah. No, and that's good. I mean, it goes back to what we've been talking about with the disciples. They were disciples. They followed after Christ. Right, uh -huh. they saw all the things he did, so they were learning before yeah. they became apostles, before they became the heads of the church. They were serving, right? They it went was. out and they did exactly what Jesus told them to do. Yes, sir. You know, and 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 you make a good point there because a lot of times, you know, I'm sure both of our experiences, we've seen people trying to get in and and be some part of the ministry. That's and right. they're trying to take things over and, and, you know, they wind up doing something wrong and then they need to be corrected and then they don't take that correction very well. Right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, and, and that's, you know, you, you point that out in, in the book as well about having that obedience to leadership. And, and we all need that. Right. I mean, yes, even as, as a, you know, pastor, as a head of the church, we're still obedient to Christ. You know, we still need to listen to what yes, God announces to us and tells us, you know, what to do. 
So maybe talk a little bit more about that too. Like, all right, we want to get into ministry. We want to be used effectively, but how do we get underneath that leadership and how do we take that correction? Well, it's important, you know, and I, I think about myself and God called me to, to be a, a preacher, even a pastor at a time where I really had no understanding or knowledge mm -hmm. of, of how to do those things. But what's important is that, you know, we are, we know the voice of God and that we're sensitive, that we have a, a prayer life. And, and once again, that we obey leadership. God came to me in dreams and in visions, and, and I would discuss these things with my leaders. And, and my leader would tell me, okay, I understand. And I'll give you an example. God dropped in my spirit. Uh, I was in fervent prayer, praying real hard. And uh, just, you know, in my hour of prayer, I'm, I'm hitting it. I'm hitting it. I'm, I'm just praying, and, Lord, this, and Lord, I pray for that. And Lord, I pray for passion. I'm, I mean, I'm gone. I'm just praying and, you know, when you fervently in prayer and you praying for the sick, you praying for the homeless, you praying for the fathers and the widows, and, and you, you know, you amped up, you just praying yeah. and when you go, then all of a sudden out of nowhere, God dropped Ezekiel uh, three and 17 as big as my mind could cover it until that's all I saw was Ezekiel 3 and 17, but I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying. And I'm saying in my mind, man, I can't wait. I got to go and read this and see what this is. Because I know this is God speaking to me. And after my prayer hour was over, I went there and read it. You know, son of man, I have made you a watchman unto the house. Okay. I'm like, hmm. What is that? <laughs> I didn't understand what God was saying to me. And, and I took it to my pastor. And my pastor told me, okay, you know, just, just continue to do what you're doing. Read. Stay up, stay with me, you know, serve under me, learn from me. And he just instructed me, just be still, you know, because whatever God wants you to do concerning this scripture, God's going to do it. But, you know, my leader told me you have to grow and you have to become knowledge uh, of God's word. And, and he said, just be still be still. And, and, you know, I, I, I began to do that and, and, you know, eventually, you know, God's word did come to pass. And, and when it came time for me to depart and start a ministry, me and my pastor was on the same accord. You know, it's very important, you know, as I said in the book that you obey leadership. Listen, your leader is not going to tell you anything wrong. Not only that, but whatever God's trying to do with you, I promise you, in time, your leader is going to know. Mm -hmm. God is going to let him know, hey, God is going to let him know. God is not the author of confusion. You know, but the problem is, you know, we try and run with it and just run over leadership. And, and you know, that's not good. We have to be obedient to leadership. It's very mm -hmm. important. It's very important. And sometimes it's a process of time. God has, has to build you. When God called Moses to deliver his people, amen, Moses was in training some 80 years. Yeah, right? <laughs> and we think 
you know, six months is a long time. After six months, we mm -hmm. ready to go. Moses was in training for 80 years. Well, well, I mean, you know, when I first got saved, I did what you just said. I, I kind of sat and waited and yeah. absorbed. You yes, know, sir. I read my Bible. I was praying to God. I'm there listening to every sermon I possibly could when the doors were open. Yes, and I'm just soaking it in for six months before I even say boo to anyone, <laughs> you know. But that's that's the thing. Like, we, we still, we all need to be underneath that leadership. And yes, even as heads of church, we still have usually a covering and we're yes, still sir. under that leadership. And ultimately we're under God's leadership and direction, right? That's right. That's so right. that's, that's the thing. And, and I know I, I can't remember if I, I think I preached this in a message not too, too long ago here where, you know, God corrects us out of love. That's He's right. not doing it because, you know, I mean, maybe we did something wrong, right? But he's not doing it because we're some kind of sinner. Right. He's doing it out of love. He wants Always. us to do good, Always. to be good, to be blessed, right? <clears throat> and he's saying, hey, look, do it this way or or go here and, and, and that kind of thing. And, you know, having the Holy Spirit inside of us, right, to lead us, to guide us. Amen. I mean, that's that's what it's there for, right? And, and. You know, that's that's so important. That's why Jesus told the disciples, hey, chill out here for a little bit. I'm going to send you somebody. That's right. right? I'm going to send you the comforter. Right. Got, some help help coming. <laughs> Got some help coming. <laughs> you know, exactly. Because we need it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you were you're you're kind of, you know, uh, alluding to us with our own will. Right. That's right. That, that, you know, if we're trying to do all this stuff, not listen to leadership, and we're just pig-headed and we want to do things our way, that's our will. And that's we got to right. get past our will, we got you to. know, line up with God, and then do things the way he wants to do it. And, you know, Pastor and, Nato, I, I think about uh, Saul, you know, when, mm -hmm. when he persecuted the, the church, he thought he was doing God a favor. Yeah. You know, because he, he came up in, in, the, in the Jewish scriptures and, and he understood and he knew. But at the same time, he looked at this thing as, as something new and not, you know, what, what he was accustomed to. And, and you know, he thought he was doing the right thing. And, yeah. and Pharisees. Yeah. He yeah. grew up a Pharisee. I mean, he thought he was doing the right thing until Jesus knocked him down. So, you right. know, but once truth came... You know, and once he got filled with the Holy, it was a whole, his name had to change from Paul, from Saul to Paul. Because, yep. you know, when you come into the knowledge of the truth, you know, it changes you. It yeah, changes amen. You. But you well, got to be obedient. Yep. I, I like how you said it, too, because we all need to be knocked down a peg from time to time, right? <laughs> if we get a little too haughty, yeah. you know prideful, whatever else. Sometimes you know, they got to shake you up. <laughs> that's right. And, and, and that's where we need that leader in our life that'll yeah. call us on the carpet and say, hey, look, what you're doing isn't right. Or, yes, you know, sir. correct this a little bit here and there. And, and then, you know, you can get lined back up, right? Yes, I mean, sir. we all need that. 
I mean, you know, I grew up with a World War II Master Sergeant as a father, <laughs> right? You better believe he corrected me when, oh, when I needed it. <laughs> but it's the same thing. I mean, with God, he's going to correct us lovingly, though, yes, he right? Is. And, Always and, in love. Yeah. And, I mean, Paul or Saul at the time might not have seen it that way, right? But he had that road to Damascus experience. Yes, sir. You know? And, and the other thing about that, it's funny we're talking about this because I've, I've been writing about this. Ananias had to himself be diligent and faithful and get past his will yeah. <laughs> in order to go pray for Saul because he's like, hold on, God. This guy's still a Christian. I know who that is. <laughs> I know sure who that is. You to pray for him? <laughs> right. So, you know, he's like, no, no, but he was faithful. He did what yeah. God wanted him to do. Yeah. And if it hadn't been for that, we wouldn't have had two thirds of the New Testament, right? Come on here. Yes, sir. So, but yes. it shows us, too, that God can change anyone, anywhere, anytime. I mean, Saul was a murderer. Yeah. Plain and simple. I mean, so are some of the other characters in the Bible, right? Yeah. <laughs> and but yeah. if God can get a hold of you, right, and turn your life around, Ooh. and then you know, I mean, nothing's the limit, right? With yes, all sir. things good, you know, all things through Christ and God is possible. Come on, here. you know. So we might think something's impossible, but God is the I am, and He makes all it possible. All things are possible with Him. That's right. That's so a, no, all that's that's good stuff, man. What what other things that you want to share from your uh, chapter here? Well, I mean, just you know, understanding and knowing that we have the greatest example to follow, and that you know, being in Jesus Christ. I mean, we can look at all the great and powerful men and women of God, and and I love uh, Paul, you know, because Paul had to. Uh, learn and and uh submit himself into the very mm -hmm. people that he was crucifying and having killed and locked up you know but when when god came in when christ came into his life you know he had to humble and learn you know and a lot of times you know he had conflicts with some of the disciples and you know but at the same time they remembered that they had a cause and a purpose and a common denominator, which was the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so they were able to overcome whatever differences they may have had. You know, and this is, this is my prayer for the, the, the body of Christ today. We got to overcome whatever differences we might have. And remember that we have a common denominator, amen, and cause and purpose, which is the gospel of Jesus Christ. We have to preach this gospel. And so, you know, when I think about those things, you know, it's important today, you know, that uh, we let this mind be in us, which is in Christ Jesus, that we allow God, you know, to use us as we share this good news. He is our chief example, you know, mm -hmm. he is our chief example of how to you know, what to, who to, why to, whatever question you may have, Christ has an answer for it. 
and, yeah. and, and we just have to, to look unto Jesus, as the Bible says, author and finisher of our faith. You know, just trust him. We have to trust him. So, you know, like in the chapter, you know, he was faithful. Then we have to be faithful. You know, he endured the cross. There's some sufferings you're going to have to endure. Right. You know? He despised the shame. There's some, some shameful things that we might have to go through. But at the same time, you know, pick up your cross and follow him. We have to carry our cross and we have to carry this gospel no matter what. So that's an interesting phrase. And I don't know if a lot of people really understand the significance of that. Can you share a little bit more about what that means to carry your cross? Well, to, to, to carry your cross, uh, when, when we look at the, 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 the Lord himself and, 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 you know, how he carried the, the affliction, the, the shame and, and the hurt. When you look at Jesus and all that he went through, not just carrying the, the big physical cross, you know, on his shoulders, but to carry the cross, I mean, you have to go through, you know, the suffering, you have to go through being talked about, you have to go through uh, being rejected. You have to go through uh, being slandered. You have to go through, you know, all these things. And that's that's carrying the cross of uh, uh, suffering and, and rejection and because people are not going to like you. You know, right. when, they're, gonna be persecuted. You, they're not going to like you. You know, Jesus yeah. said they hated me. They're going to hate you. In this life, you have tribulations. But what did he say? Be of good cheer. I have overcome. So, mm -hmm. you know, if we suffer with him, the Bible says we'll also what reign with him. So to, to, right. to carry your cross means to, you know, be prepared, be prepared for rejection, be prepared, you know, for uh, um, uh, uh, treachery or, or traitory, be prepared. And, and that's what Peter said. Don't think it's strange the fiery trials you know, that come to try you. We're going to go through. You can look for even from Job's story and, and we can look at all of the, the patriarchs of the faith. You know, we're going to be tried. We're going to be tested. We're going to be persecuted. We're going to go through some things, you know, but, you know, to pick up your cross, you know, be prepared, you know, to suffer. Be prepared to go through. Weeping endures for a night, but the Bible says joy comes. Sure it comes. That's so right. When, when, when I say pick up your cross, amen, be, make preparation. You know, as, as Christians, we think that, and this is what the, the disciples thought or the zealots thought in the early days, that when Jesus came, we're going to smite the Romans and we're going to be on top. You know, yeah. no, no, that's, that wasn't God's plan. No, God's it wasn't. plan was not just for you to be saved but for all to be saved. So when you're picking up your cross and, and, and you know, you're, you're suffering not just for yourself, you know, but that somebody somewhere, and Paul said, I became all things that somebody somewhere might hear this gospel and be saved. You know, deny yourself. Notice he said, pick up your cross, deny yourself and follow me. So, you know, 
be ready to go through some things. So when you're picking up your cross, you know, you're picking up the burden of the gospel and you're yeah. going to carry it even unto death. Right. Yeah, it's it's something like a lot of people don't understand. It's it's not all peachy keen being a Christian, right? No, it's you not. are going to go through something. <laughs> you know, you're going to be persecuted. You're going to be ridiculed, and yeah. and you know, all your you know you were talking about all your old friends. They'll be like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, you know, come back over here, man. What you know? Forget that nonsense and all kinds of stuff, right? Yeah, and, and that's the thing where you know when we choose to follow Christ, that is a lifelong commitment. It is. And, you know, you mentioned like God still had a hold of you, even though you're trying to do your old thing. Yes, sir. You know, God still had a hold you, of you. He was and, still there, knocking at the door. I, I, no, right. I, not that way. Now you know that's wrong, and the the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, will speak to you, and you will know it. You know, and, and he'll convict you. And people on the outside, they won't even see this battle going on inside of you. But you know what's going on, you know, and you have to deal yeah. with it. So that, I mean, that's that's all good stuff, though, because we need to be motivated, right? We need yeah. to, you know, get out there, get past our comfort zones, you know, and do what the Lord says to do. Because a lot of times... You know, it might seem simple, you know, we're talking about the Holy Spirit guiding us and leading us, you know, God will say, turn left, you yeah. know, but I normally go right, Lord, what we, what, <laughs> why do I want to go this way? You know, because God's got a different plan and a purpose, Yeah. you know, and if, if we learn how to be a little bit more tuned in and sensitive, right, That's to right. God, to the Holy Spirit and, and listen to the words of Jesus, and that's, that's, I think, the final thing I want you to kind of tell us a little bit about. We've been talking about preparing for the ministry. And, and we've touched on, you know, being that follower of Jesus. But, like, you know, reading your chapter kind of reminds me of being in Bible school, to be honest. I mean, you practically cover Genesis <laughs> through Revelation in there, you know. But that's that's the thing. Like, tell us how, how do we get involved in ministry Wherever it is, however it is, and and you know that kind of thing. How how can we serve and learn how to serve and and just give us some direction to go on? Well, uh, number one, you know, if if you're if you in church and you have a leader, it starts there. You must submit and be obedient. I can't stress that enough. You must sit under your leader and learn and grow and mature, ask questions, pray with him. You know, when I was with my leader, when he went out of town, I went with him. And I was kind of like Elisha on Elijah. You know, when he went to preach, I went uh hour before he got there had his a parking space rain because i had my car right in front of the church and when he came i gave him my spot i serve you know leadership is very important cling to your leader learn from your leader you know and and for those of you that that don't have a leader and you're not not really in church you need to get a leader Get in church. Have a, a, a mind to pray. Ask God. The Bible said, uh, uh, 
Ask God who giveth wisdom liberally. God will give you wisdom. God will give you instruction if you would only ask. That's right. If you would only ask. He'll do it. Lord, which way should I go? You know, and and uh, I'm not the person that will say, well, God will speak in an audible voice and tell you which way to go. And some big voice from heaven will say, well, no, you have to go. No, but God will place somebody in your life with a word, I promise you. And you're going to know it's God on what you need to do, what direction you need to go, what plan of action you need to take. But you got to have an ear to hear. Mm -hmm. Faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You have to believe the word of God. You know, don't let people cause you to waver. Yeah, there's plenty of books out here. You know, the whatever, you know, books, Quran and different other books and, uh, you know, the book of Yen, whatever, I don't know, number of books out here. But I found this to be absolutely true, that the Holy Bible, the word of God that we know of has stood the test of time. It has been tested. It has been tried. I know for myself. And you can know for yourself that it is alive. This Bible that we have is alive. And every time they find some manuscripts or old things in caves or whatever, it lines up with the very same book that we have today. Yep. It lines up. So it, it, you know it's God. You know, with, with without faith, it's impossible to please God. You have to be obedient. You have to have faith. You have to follow and submit to leadership. So important. So important. And a lot of times, you know, people, you know, downgrade the man or woman of God. You know, baby, don't listen to folks. Your pastor, your leader, your leader stands in God's stead. And as sure as God loves you and wants the best for you, I have never met a man of God that had bad intentions toward the flock that God, or the people that God has placed over him. I haven't met that. I'm not saying there's not some bad preachers out here that, that do bad things or that make mistakes, but the, there are shepherds out here after God's own heart. And when you got a man of God like that, listen to your leader, follow your leader, submit, be obedient, read the word of God, stay in prayer. God will direct you and he'll guide us. Amen. 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 And and that's David, right? Man yes, after God's own heart. Yes, sir. He was a shepherd. He, he understood knows. about taking care of the sheep, right? Yeah, and, and he did some bad knows. things. But yeah. guess what? He was a man after God's heart. He loved God. Yeah. Huh? And I, and I like how you were saying that, too. It reminds me. I have a Bible here, you know. And uh, you can you can you can tell it's been used because it's got duct tape on it. <laughs> that's but, a good thing. That's a good you know, thing. That's it, it. It reminds me of of you know when you were talking there about seeking after God and everything. You know, sometimes you got to do the old stop and flop. Yes, you sir. Know, or, or, or I would right. I'd have a question that I, was, I was struggling with, and I'd I'd you know just let the Bible open up. Yes, sir. And I'd read some passage or something. And this one time in particular, I'm like, well, that can't be right. <laughs> so I do it again, opens up to another place. And 
same type of message. And I'm like, well, that can't be right. <laughs> and I do it a third time and same thing. I'm like, all right, God, I get the point. You come on. <laughs> you know? Okay. That's, that's, that's where we need that guidance, yes, you know, sir. that correction or, or whatever it else it is. So, you know, definitely I, I like all of what you said, you know, key up with your leader. That's so important. You know, growing up in the youth ministry, I had one of the best youth ministers of all time, Steve Munns. Yes, sir. I mean, just, you know, it, find somebody in the area that can train you, coach you, mentor you that you yes, want to be in, you know, and, and like you said, man, you were right there, you, you know, Elijah and Elisha or whatever, yes, sir. <laughs> you know, yes, sir. And, and that's, that's what you got to be. Cause if folks will talk about you, call you a flunky, all pastors, pet and all that nonsense. It didn't bother me because the more I served and stayed under my pastor, the more I grow, I became the most preached minister he used. You know, I preached more than everybody. Why? Because I served the man of God. Yeah. I served him. I protected him. I served his family. Yeah. You know, and when when we do these things, God will bless us. And God will take bless you. God's God house. Come on, and he'll take care of yours. Take care of yours. That's right. <laughs> yes, Amen. Well, hey, brother, I appreciate having you on here today. Yes, sir. Um, before we close or as we close, is there any last words that you have or uh, tell us about your website or anything else like that? Yeah, well, you can find me on social media. I'm on Facebook, uh, Apostle Dr. Glenn Allen Sr., uh, uh, LAM Ministries, Inc., uh, Lighthouse Apostolic Ministries of God Church. You know, and any uh, I'm on Instagram, uh, um, Twitter, you know, you just type my name in. I'll come up. And also you can find me under the powerful and anointed apostle, Dr. Deborah Allen, because she pushes her husband. You know, and she's a great woman, an author, and she does. She does so many amazing things. It just blows my mind. When Amen. I said, I've been wanting to have her on the show, so you can help me out, man. Get her on here. <laughs> yes, sir. I will. I will. But, uh, you know, I, I'm around. You can just go to any social media spot and look me up or go to LAM Ministries Inc. And you'll find us. You'll find the church website, you know, and we, we're here to serve. You know, uh, my motto is uh, bringing truth back to the community one soul at a time. You know, as, as a church, it's very important that we serve and support our community. You know, a lot of times, you know, when you're in a high crime rate area and community, a lot of times the church is going missing. But, you know, even in, in times as uh, such as high crime rate or, or the times and seasons we're in now, it don't change the fact that we have a mission and a purpose to push the gospel of Jesus Christ. So whether it's in the ghetto, whether it's in the suburb, whether it's in the grocery store, wherever it is, we got work to do. And that work is to preach and teach the gospel of Jesus Christ because time is winding up. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, thank you, brother. And all those, uh, all that information is down in the description below. And until next time, everyone, get motivated and be blessed. God bless you.
Thank you for listening to Get Motivated with Donato, where Donato speaks with leaders, authors, influencers, and speakers who share their life journeys with motivational tips, lessons learned, and keys of success that will motivate you to change your life. Follow Donato on Facebook and LinkedIn at Donato Parisi, or go to donatomotivates.com. Remember, you can be anything you want and desire. All you have to do is get motivated.